Everybody, you are listening to Limited Play Time, the board game podcast where we give you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. Or the next episode is free. That's right. I am Kyle Bolin. And I'm Jason Cavallari. Hey, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about Food Chain Magnate, just as promised in our previous episode. This is a fairly heavy board game by uh, Splotter. Uh, that is the publisher for this game. Splatter is well known for making particularly heavy, particularly punishing games. And Funchain Magnate may be their most popular one. Uh, this is a board game designed by, oh boy, uh, Jeroen Duman and Joris Versinger. Uh, I'm sure I got that not entirely perfect. I apologize for that. There will probably be more name butcherings on this podcast. There will uh, be uh, is... Dutch people riding in the street. Yeah, so I know, right? Calling for your head. <laughs> um, this is a game for two to five players, and it is uh, it is labeled as running between two hours and four hours, which I think is fairly accurate. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I mean, I could definitely see it going longer than four hours if people really want to think about what they're doing, but yeah. that's probably about, about right. So you and I have played this game twice now. We played one two-player game where it was just the two of us, uh, and it went fairly quickly, actually. I think that one maybe went in less than two hours, maybe maybe hour and a half, you know, hour and 50 minutes, something like that. It, 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 it was moving. Uh, and then the second game was four of us, uh, the same group as last time, uh, you, myself, uh, Dave, and Brian, and that one definitely took, oh boy, three... Yeah. Three and a half hours? Yeah, probably about three and a half hours. So, serious game. So this is a game where, do you have an idea in your head as how to describe how this game works to people? I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> you know, so have I, and I really yeah. can't come up with a like a snappy 30-second way of describing yeah. it, because there's it a, so much. It is, it's a game where you are running a, a food chain, right? I mean, like, the, the game is styled in sort of like a 1950s advertising aesthetic. Um, the the design is, is, is very catchy, I think, if you have any sort of nostalgia for that sort of, a, of an aesthetic and art style. Um, and the... The idea is that you're running basically like, you know, an early diner type chain or maybe even like a f- early fast food type chain uh, restaurant. And it's really a restaurant. It's a management sim um, when you really get down to it. It's more about like managing a company than it is about, you know, like making a cool burger or whatever. Uh, you will serve burgers and you will serve pizza and, you know, you will serve lemonade or whatever. Um, but there's no real like grit or detail in terms of like, you know, the preparation of the food or anything like that. It's all about managing the actual people that are going to be sourcing food and pricing food and managing people and, you know, waiting tables and all that. Like, it's really a management sim at heart. Yeah, I think there's there's two main portions to the game. One is the the part you're talking about, which is sort of the production of the the food and the managing of the restaurant. So, like, creating the, creating the, the resource engine. Yes. Uh, and then the second part would be the, the part where you actually sell this stuff, and that's sort of involves advertising and creating demand and right. finding out you know which one sells the cheapest things and closest to the house that you want to sell to and, and that kind of stuff it gets complicated 
Yeah, incredibly so. And the game is played, uh, it's card-driven. So you're going to start the game with only one card in your stack, and that is the CEO card, and that is you. And the CEO can do one thing, and that is hire somebody. So on your very first turn, all you're going to do is hire somebody. And you do that by referencing uh, a, a group of rows and columns of other cards that all represent somebody that you can hire or can be trained, you can train somebody that you've hired to be uh, and bring them into your organization to perform a role. And each one of those cards does another thing. Like Jason was saying, it might, you know, create advertising or they may be a burger chef who makes burgers or they may be a waitress or they may be a manager who's going to help you manage so that you can spread the company out wider and have even more people working underneath you. Yeah, and eventually you'll hire people that are you know, have such an expertise that you'll have to pay them a salary. So mm-hmm. there's part of a a thing where the money comes in because you're selling stuff, but you also have to manage the money that's going out because you have to pay people, even if they're not working that particular shift because there's, uh, at the beginning of each round, you have to sort of lay out how your corporation will work. And if you don't have enough slots in your organization, some of the uh, some of your employees will uh, go to the beach, as they say uh, in the right. rules. Um, yeah. and so even, so you have to pay them even if they weren't working that day and, uh, it, it can get a lot to manage at the beginning of every round. You literally create your corporate structure for the day. Like <laughs> yeah, you, just you for put, the day. <laughs> you make a pyramid of, uh, people that work in your company. Your CEO is at the top of the pyramid. And then you just basically build downward from there to say like, who was working under you, who was working under the managers who are working under you. And you build out the pyramid for the day. And all of those cards that you lay down will have an opportunity to perform their particular role for the day. And while doing all this, what you're trying to do is you're trying to perform all of this stuff better than the person next to you, um, who will often be undermining you in various ways. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. uh, Like suddenly, you know, you've been trying to work towards advertising hamburgers or pizza and you've been, you know, bringing in chefs to make that pizza. And then, you know, the guy next to you decides, Oh, you know what? I've been able to hire a couple of advertising executives. Uh, Now all of a sudden everybody in your neighborhood who was going to come and buy pizza from you. Now they want hamburgers and pizza and maybe also some lemonade, which you have no way of getting because the lemonade is way too far away from you. Um, and so it just throws a monkey wrench in your gears and your machine just grinds to a halt. And then all of a sudden Dave's running away with $900. <laughs> yes. With a big old shit eating grin on his face. Yeah. And saying he feels, he feels well, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, a jerk. I, know, I, know. I, I felt bad for him because I, I feel like I made him feel like a jerk, but I don't think he was being a jerk. I think he was just playing the game like yeah. it's supposed to be played yeah well and i mean this is something uh you know we're going to touch on this a lot because this is just how games are but if you're a veteran if you've played the game several times before especially something as complicated as this you have a massive advantage um like he knew i mean he mentioned this at the end of the game not at the beginning but he already had like done some research or whatever and knew uh, on the internet like what was considered a good opening right like chess like how chess has openings with names and things like that like he knew yeah. like sort of like a build order like starcraft how that's played yeah i think um, he had also played once or twice before maybe it sounded like more than once to me like maybe a couple or more times like he it seemed like he you know he had a lot of passion for the game the moment we mentioned it already right um, yeah. which i suppose you could have after one play uh, that's how we were with Cthulhu Wars, for instance. But um, it, it just sounded to me like he had, you know, he had done some considerable playing with the game. Yeah. Now there are two other sort of portions to this that we haven't touched on. One is the um, how the game uh, clocks itself. Uh, so 
it's uh it's basically paid in two rounds uh, there's an initial setup with the bank and once the money runs out of the bank uh round two begins uh round two is uh, also decided you know the length is decided by how much money is in the bank uh, which is sort of determined by the players um at the beginning of the game you have to choose a reserve uh, amount and i think it, it stretches from like 100 to 300 or something like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're basically kind of like uh, gambling a bit by saying, I want the game to last like longer or I want the game to last shorter because you're going to adopt a strategy that matches that particular length uh, if you know how to adopt a strategy anyway. Right. Yeah. So when the when the first bank runs out of money, everybody flips over their reserve and then you add that amount of money to the bank. And then when that money mm-hmm. runs out, the game is over and whoever right. has the most money wins. The so other you really parts... don't know how long. Sorry, you really don't know how long the game will last until that second part, where all of a sudden all the the reserve money comes out, and you say, "Oh, okay, it's going to be an extra long game." You know, right? Yeah. Uh, the other part of this is the milestone system. So every time yes. somebody does something first, uh, usually uh, if you do it first, uh, you'll get a milestone, which usually gives you some advantage or some benefit um, that nobody else will get throughout the game because you were the one to get it first. Those milestones. <laughs> <laughs> the variance between their utility was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, like, you know, there was a couple where I was like, oh, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. And Dave was like, oh, I'm not sure that's really a game changer. And then a little bit later in the game, he got whatever the, the one was that gave you an extra 50% money on everything. Oh, yeah. And it was oh, like, was okay, that yeah, that's the real game changer right there. Like, there was absolutely no way any of us were going to catch up to him at that point. He was already the pack leader in terms of the money and in terms of, you know, getting all the business on the board. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's making 50% extra money on top of all that. Yep. Um, that was where we knew the game was definitely over, uh, you know, like in, in terms of who was going to win. It was just a question of when yeah, it was going to my, end. My, my face uh, started sinking progressively. <laughs> Mm-hmm, lower yeah. and lower <laughs> yeah um you know the 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 weekend that i was there we played a lot of games but um e- this particular game the one where we played with four people uh, i think that was the uh dourest you looked all weekend long <laughs> you know and it's not because i felt like it was a bad game or anything i mean uh, i kind of felt like um you know by the end of it I, I i felt like you know i can recognize when a game is sort of brilliantly designed and has a lot of depth and complexity to it mm-hmm. and i can also recognize that i don't particularly enjoy playing said game mm-hmm. so uh, how did i look while we were playing this game jason <laughs> <laughs> you looked constantly constantly flustered like what your next move should be because you had no clue <laughs> i see I, yeah, um, like it's there's definitely uh, figuring out the game is complex enough, like figuring out the engine and figuring out like how to achieve the goal you're trying to achieve while also just, you know, like just keeping that goal in mind, you know, like what what is going to get me money this round? Right. How much money can I get the next round? Um, and then, you know, on top of that it got to the point where we realized that Dave was undermining us like, you know, every single round, you know, like he stole a bunch of business from me towards the late mid game. And I said, okay, well, you know, all I need to do is hire a pricing manager or play my pricing manager to make my food a little cheaper because I am closer to these customers than he is. So if I make my price match his, then they'll come to me, right? Right. Well, what does Dave do is the next round he plays two pricing managers instead of one. So, you know, like yeah. it, he was one step ahead of us every single time. Yeah, and, so, and then I tried to advertise the same thing that he would advertise, but then f- some way he found a, a, a way to put like a maybe like another restaurant or something like right next to mine, but like a step closer. So even if they went to me for this particular item, they would have to stop at his place first. So yeah, it was just, 
like I said, it seemed like at every turn, like Dave knew how to counteract what we were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, this, I, 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 sorry, I should say this isn't like a fault of Dave's. Like Dave was just no, playing no, no. the game very well, right? He was just better than us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dave is just better. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think that probably I, I was a bit flustered, uh, you know, round around trying to figure out what I was going to do to try to get myself out of the hole that Dave was digging for us. Um, but. I think that I was still enjoying the game more than you. Like, I remember, like, feeling like I thought it was hilarious every time he just collected, like, half the bank, you know? Oh, I know. Um, every round like, I was, it was like, I was who can fulfill this order? Up. It's Dave. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is just, it was just so absurd that I, I had to laugh in that moment. And the fact that, like, I wasn't alone in the misery helped, you know? Right, yeah. Um, now, I, the one thing, I thought Brian was being sneaky over there because he was just, like, building this massive, like, you know, network of managers. And I thought he was going to swoop in and, yeah. Well, I thought he was going to swoop in at late game, like, he was building some massive engine that he was just going to like start the gears on like you know mid to late game and then just like you know collect all the rest of the money um but in <laughs> fact he was just creating a replica of real life which is just a ton of people working for like you know nothing down at the yeah. bottom and supporting a lot of management up at the top yep pretty much <laughs> so um, that didn't go anywhere <laughs> i mean i think why why i was having such a bad time not a bad time but I, by why i was so despondent towards the end was uh i hate in, in games where you find yourself in a situation where you feel like there's p- no way that you can possibly come back from this like mm-hmm. there's yeah. uh, at that point i feel like there was nothing that i could possibly do to even make myself competitive in the game i was just you didn't just lose. feel that way that was the truth like that was an absolute fact okay good. there was not a good to know i'm not crazy <laughs> no there was a point in that game where you and i and brian were absolutely just far too behind uh his engine had taken off way too much there was no way unless we all like conspired together to undermine him somehow uh, right, i don't yeah. think that there was any way for us to stop him and i think at a certain point he had already won so much money that i think that like he had won over half of the available money so there was no way for any of us to, yeah, to uh, overtake him yeah so, like, there was definitely a point in the game where I was like, okay, well, this game is literally over in terms of, like, knowing who's going to win, but, you know, I still want to play it out because I'm, like, learning the game, I'm learning the yeah. mechanics, and they're interesting mechanics. It's an interesting strategy. There's, yeah. You know, it is interesting to sit there and think, you know, like, should I go more heavy on management? Should I go more heavy into advertising? You know, like, should I be picking up more drinks because, like, now you guys are advertising lemonade all around me, and I haven't had access to lemonade because it's too far from my restaurant, but now yeah. I've got, you know, now I've got a dude in a truck who will drive and get it for me instead of some boy on a bicycle you know um i mean i think that's part of the appeal and the drawback for me actually is that there there mm -hmm. are so many options and strategies for you to choose from it's Mm -hmm. it's sort of mind-boggling um but because it is so mind-boggling it's and there's such an array of options i think it can certainly leave one a little bit stymied as to what the best course of action yeah absolutely I, I yeah, and and you're either the type of person that can enjoy a game in spite of that, um, who you know enjoys it in spite of that because you enjoy the strategy and the depth and trying to figure out you know what would be the best move for you in this complicated set of options, uh, or you're not. You know, you're the kind of person that wants to at least feel somewhat successful when you've put that much thought into something. And this game doesn't make you feel successful when you're not winning. It makes you feel like you're being punished. Yeah, it makes you feel like a loser. Every bit the yeah. loser that you are. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, um uh, the other uh, one of the other things that I uh am not particularly fond of with this game is it seems like in the game we played with the four of us um that I my progress was significantly stymied by the very first decision that I made which was where to put my first restaurant. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. And if a, if something that fundamental can screw up your entire game at the very first thing you do, uh, that is going to put a serious damper on my enjoyment of the game. Yeah, I think some of the people that would argue with you about that would say, oh, well, you can move your restaurant or you can build another restaurant. But the fact right. is you wouldn't be able to do that until like the third or fourth round at the very earliest. Right. And that would also require me to have such a depth of knowledge of the game that the you know the way that I could get around that problem would be to build another restaurant. That is one option out of like 20 yeah. that I would have had to settle on really early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely some drawbacks uh, to, you know, the type of game this is. So, you know, I, I think that this game, I, I actually had a pretty good time. I especially enjoyed it the first time we played when it's just you and me and neither of us knew what we were doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that was fun, sort of right? Fumbling, fumbling at cards and, and yeah. bits. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's so much interesting, interesting things in the game as far as like, you know, figuring out how the game plays, how it all interacts. Um, you know, figuring out the milestones and how those are going to change your strategy and everything. You know, I'm thinking about it like the first time that you like are fooling around with somebody like in the backseat of the car, like you're playing with all the bits and stuff, but exactly, it's not exactly working how you want, but you're still having kind of a good time. Basically like that. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that particular game that we played. Um, I, I also enjoyed the second one, but it was definitely, uh, a long, arduous exhausting game that kind of <laughs> left you feeling uh you know a little bit like a loser at the end at the very least um if you didn't win uh i i, I think that i enjoyed it more than you uh I by the end of it true, yes yeah um and I, I think that a lot of it also has to do with the situation that we're in right we have a couple times a year to play a game together and this isn't the kind of game that you play once or twice a year this is the kind of game that if you're going to play it, you probably want to be playing it with some amount of regularity in order to, you know, get your build order down and everything. Like, it is very much StarCraft, the card game, uh, <laughs> just with a food sort of uh, skin on it, yeah. right? Like, Need when you play StarCraft... Lines. Well, that's it, right? I mean, like when you when you play StarCraft, you figure out your build order. You figure out in exactly what order you're going to do things, and you oh, do yeah. it as fast as you can. Yeah, but it's yeah, all by about, turn five, you have to have a, a breeding exactly, pit or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's it's all about like hitting these milestones at a certain time. Otherwise, your strategy just breaks down and you start to fail, right? Uh, and I think that that's what this game is about. And I think that if you're going to play it on a weekly basis or even maybe a monthly basis, you're probably going to get to really love it because you're going to be able to build this in-depth strategy. You're going to be able to figure out what the counters are for what the person across the table is doing and everything. But in our case, it didn't play great, especially with somebody that had a leg up on us, um, you know, in terms of experience. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, yeah. you, you would definitely need to have way more experience with the game, uh, to, mm-hmm. I think to get sort of the level of enjoyment out of it that that I think it deserves because I do think it's yeah. a really good game uh, and I think it's as I said brilliantly designed but uh, if you don't play it regularly enough you're just not going to enjoy it. So not for somebody that wants to play it casually. Uh, definitely a game for people that want to play it very seriously and often. Yeah, yeah. And so, for those uh, people, I think it'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah, you will be you will be magnates of uh, the fast food empires. Yeah. Well. On our next episode, we will be talking about Scoville, which is a game about planting and farming peppers and then creating chili and stuff out of them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And also going to a market and somehow trading peppers. Yeah, it sounds exciting, doesn't it? It, I mean, yeah, you know, it looks cool. Um, (laughs) Save it for the next episode. We will do that, absolutely. Okay, well, that's all the time we're going to have for this discussion. We will see you next time with Scoville. Goodbye. Later. Later.